My name is Barbara Clifford and I have an unstoppable passion to create order out of chaos. I'm on a mission to help managers, business owners and CEOs to unclutter the chaos and break free from the shackles of overwhelm so that they wake each day inspired and motivated to work in peak performance and live on purpose. I lift the lid on my journey to minimize stress and maximize time. I will share with you the mistakes, the celebrations, the joys that come from helping busy people just like you to increase your productivity and your impact in the world around you, to go from chaos to calm, from stress to strength. Thank you, Tracy, for joining me. Your story is so fascinating to me. I love, and I'm really looking forward to digging into this a little bit deeper with you. So, Tracy has been on and off her soul's path all her life, doing what she loves and feels passionate about, and then getting overwhelmed and distracted by taking too much on in an attempt to please others. So relate to that. She grew up with a selfless, caring mother and an entrepreneurial father. So she was taught to put everyone else first and work hard. She is grateful for these lessons and they served her well until she was constantly anxious and burnt out. When her mum passed away on, uh, in 2016, she remembered what is important in life and vowed to prioritise connection to herself, family and service without losing herself in the mix anymore. Her mission is to help you to remember your unique magnificence and realign with your highest potential so that you can live a life that fulfills you in every way. I want to start, Tracy, by asking you what it is that you meant about where you were because I know we're going to we're going to hear about your story but can you share with me where you were when you said that you were putting everybody else first working really hard pleasing everybody else all the time can you tell me about where you were before on your journey yeah thank you Barbara it's interesting because when I mentioned how you know dad was an entrepreneur and mum was very selfless I put both of those in a, on a pedestal and then I combined them and decided to do both. And so both of those led to people pleasing because mum was a martyr, really. So she was so selfless that it was something to admire, to just put yourself on the bottom of the list and really wear yourself out, making sure everybody else was okay. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Plus, my dad is very successful and my dad gives me attention when I'm successful. So I'm going to work really, really hard to be as successful as possible to get his attention and his love and his admiration. So I was trying to be like my mum and I was trying to impress my dad. <laughs> I realise now. I didn't realise this at the time. And so I was a perfectionist. I was striving to be perfect at everything, every area of my life, the way I looked, you know, my body, my grades at school, my achievements. And, and I just didn't grow up. I just kept doing that into my adult life. And I was totally unaware of that. And by the time mum got sick and her cancer spread, I was running three businesses, have three children and a husband, and was just working from the minute I opened my eyes in the morning until the minute I went to sleep at night. And I was so unaware. I was so unaware that I was addicted to work. 
Um, I was addicted to recognition and praise and achievements. And the sense of reward or satisfaction from that was getting more and more short-lived and less and less fulfilling. And I was just teetering on burnout. In fact, I was probably burnt out for years before I actually realised that I was. And I just see so many other women doing the same thing. Um, men do it as well, but I think women take on this role of carer um, to a greater extent. And I should say female energy rather than, you know, delineating between men and women. Um, and yeah, that was my burnout, but also my turning point. And so when mum died, I'm like, what are you doing? The worst thing that you thought could ever happen is losing your mum and now you have. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep living your life like this or are you going to do something differently? And I think what's really interesting, I know for me uh, a really uh, a heightened awareness was around those that role modelling and trying to be that to everybody, be everything to everyone and um and which means there's not much left over for yourself because you're trying to be the best daughter, the best wife, the best mother. And I think too, in terms of different generations, I, I don't know if your mum was from this generation, but my mum was from a generation where um, women did go home. To, they, once they got married, they were expected that they would leave the workforce and they would go home. So mum was this amazing cook, an amazing mother, spending quality time with me, but then she was in, instilling in me the female power, go out and, and be successful. And so now I'm going... I want to be a great mother like my mother was, but I also want to be this incredible, successful person. Of course, something's got to give somewhere. Trying to be perfect in every area ends up being exhausting. Yeah, exactly. And perfection is just such a slippery slope. You know, it's just the wrong goal to have. And I think the biggest sacrifice is knowing who you are, because when, as you said, you're trying to be what you think everybody else wants you to be, then you're not being yourself. And the underlying driver, I believe, of people pleasing and looking for recognition um, from somebody else is looking for love outside of ourselves because we don't have it within us. And I've only really recently realized that it's not that we don't love ourselves. For years, I believed that I didn't love myself. And if only I could love myself, everything would be okay. And now what I know is it wasn't that I didn't love myself, I wasn't being myself. Mm. So I felt incongruent. So what I didn't love is who I was showing up as didn't feel right. But I just wasn't realizing that that's what it was. And now I can love myself because I'm unapologetically myself. I am me. And this is how I am and you can take it or leave it and I can't even believe I'm saying those words because the old me would have gone oh, what an egotistical thing to say if someone else said that you know really? I would have been so judgmental wow. yeah because I really believed that our role was to put everyone else first and that that was the selfless good thing to do and you know, to be able to shift that belief and realise that the whole purpose of our life is to discover who we are and be who we are. And there is so much joy in that and so much love without those conditions on that love. 
and I don't know whether you, I'd love to see what you think about this, but I also think that that's where success comes as well. When you start listening to yourself and listening to what you're good at and where you're, where you're passionate and where you can fulfill your, where your soul feels enriched while also nurturing your soul and caring for it, that opportunity just presents itself. And people talk about luck or law of attraction, but I think there's a lot more that we do in constructing that. You and I have got a similar in the sense that we totally changed our careers once we started to listen to that inner side of ourselves. So Tracy, can you share a little bit of that story, how you had one career trajectory and how that changed when you had some of this awakening and awareness about what you needed to do and why it, and why it led to you to Soul Pleaser? Yeah, you're so right that when you do have this wake-up call, you do tend to change directions depending on how you ended up in your direction in the first place. But um, when I was in year 10 at Port Lincoln High School, um, it was time to do work experience and my mum gave some really sage advice. She said, if you want to have children, these are two really good professions to get into. She was a nurse. She said pharmacy or physiotherapy because you'll be able to take a break and have kids and you'll be able to go back part-time. And, and it was true. And so I went and did some work experience um, at a pharmacist and I didn't really love it. And I went and did work experience with a physiotherapist um, and enjoyed it and decided to go down that track. And it was a great career, um, but it really ticked a lot of boxes, you know, my Proud that I was in the health industry, that it was a profession. Um, you know, other people looked up to it. You had to be very smart to get into it. So it ticked a lot of that people pleasing stuff, you know, to have a successful physiotherapy business. And I did really enjoy it. But what I found as I got closer to getting to the end of that career is that I had taken on another two businesses on top of that because. It was just more, more, more. You know, if I can be successful at this, what else can I be successful at? And saying yes to everything just because an opportunity came my way and somebody else wanted me to do it. It was like, okay, you know, rather than understanding my vision and my dream and knowing how to say no. And so when I really tuned into myself, um, I felt very aware of the fact that my whole life I'd been a people pleaser and when I sort of had my breakdown breakthrough after mum died, I had made a shift becoming a soul pleaser and really wanted to share that with other women. I thought there's got to be other women out there who have experienced what I've experienced and I want to share this new way of living your life. And it really ties into what you're saying about the success that comes with less effort and more flow and ease when you are aligned with your passion and your purpose and who you are and things just fall into place and I was yeah. like this is magical I want to yes. share this with other people so it was a huge transition world from going science-based physiotherapist there were people who said has she lost her mind Yes, and same so with I me. To, when yeah. I left my career, and it's like and turning your back on it, and people are going, "Are you crazy?" And interestingly, um, when I work with people in this space, where they, uh, for me, it's about time management and stress management. And when they realise that they're not aligned, the decision to change isn't a difficult one. 
you know, whereas they'd be going, oh, I'm not happy in my job or I'm not, I'm not happy. I know that I'm not happy, but they don't know what it is or whether or not they should change anything. And then they do this kind of work and the, the decision's easy. It's like, oh, what am I doing? It's crazy. Yeah. I need to make a change. I, I'm so going against the grain. I'd love to hear, Tracy, well, who are the people that you work with? What kind of people do you work with and how, do you, how is it that you help them on this journey? So the type of people I work with are women who are feeling unfulfilled, really. They're often feeling overwhelmed and unfulfilled. Um, and they are busy, but they don't feel like that busyness is really leading them towards anything. It's kind of scattered, you know, their energy is scattered. And that's often because they're being pulled in lots of different directions. So they're making mm -hmm. sure their kids are happy, their husband's happy, their parents are happy. If they have a job, you know, their boss is happy. If they have a business, their clients are happy, you know, and they're leaving themselves out of the equation. And so they often use language like, I feel lost. Um, I lack confidence, I'm indecisive, um, I don't know what my purpose is, I don't really know who I am, um, and it's really a reflection of where I was in 2016. And the way that I help them is I take them through a six-step process where it leads them from being a people pleaser, which I would define as needing recognition, approval or acceptance or love from someone outside of yourself to feel worthy mm. and instead as a soul pleaser knowing that your worth is not in question that you can fully love yourself without conditions and from that space you can be exactly who you are here to be and as a result it will deepen your connections with other people and it will allow you to naturally find your purpose and passion and to be able to do that joyfully um, like give it like I was such a try hard I was trying so hard to be good at everything and to be a good girl and to be liked by everyone and now I just relax be me and those people who resonate with me come and so that's the transition that we make through this process so this is the difference so what you're talking about is that it's, it's such a pendulum isn't it so going from being a people pleaser to a soul pleaser that's the essence of what you do so rather than focused on everybody else you focus on on feeding your own soul first and yeah. by default you end up pleasing the people around you or fulfilling on those things or having meaningful relationships or getting a acknowledged for your successes whatever in any area of your life once you're feeding your soul first yeah 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 it's really shifting the why like if you think about why we often do things it's because of a result that we want that we're trying to manipulate even something like doing something nice for someone else I remember one of my clients being really upset and I said what is it that you're really upset about after sharing the story with me and she just blurted out well, they were ungrateful. And I said, so you were doing it for the thank you. You know, your why. And I, I was guilty of this as well, you know, doing something so that somebody else says thank you. Whereas if you change your why to bliss, if you follow your bliss and you do things just joy of it, you're aligned with your soul. That's really what soul alignment is, in my opinion. And so there is no other agenda. I'm here talking to you because I'm really enjoying myself like this is joyful 
And if there is any other impact or flow on effect from that, then other people are going to benefit from that. And that is wonderful. But I don't go in with an agenda anymore. And life is so much more fun and so much more joyful for me and everybody else that's impacted by what I do. It reminds me too that it's about, you said before about being good at being able to say no. And it's about the things that you say. I love that. It's it's the things that you say no to that make your yes so much stronger it's it's um and you go no that's not me that doesn't align yes I can do that yes I've got the skills yes I I, you know I'm more than capable of doing that and I'd probably do a really good job but it doesn't feed me it doesn't nurture me it doesn't fulfill me and and enrich me and uh and it's interesting too that you when when I'm working with businesses and you, you talked about the why which has become such a big phenomenon big phenomenon in in business in terms of marketing now but if I catch businesses saying to me and business owners I mean by this small business owners if they say oh my whole purpose is to see this in other people or to help other people I remind them that it needs to be what they love and they're fulfilled in doing and by default they're able to share that and encourage that and nurture that in others. But it's got to come from them first. It's not a driven yeah. from other people. It's got to come from them first. And then by default, it just brings people into your space. Would you agree? Yeah, that is, uh, it is so true. And to use an analogy that you'll really be able to relate to because of your background, um, my son is um, in performing arts and he was on stage the night before we were going to watch him. It was the opening night. And he came home really disappointed. He said the, the audience was flat. And I said to him, don't wait for the audience to give you what you're looking for so you can feed off it. Give it to them. And then they will feed off your energy. And when we come into our business because we love it, then we're aligned with soul and everyone can find our unique soul signature because we are not for everybody and everybody is not for us. And so we don't have to look for who is for us because if we're being authentic and we're following our bliss, then people who get that are just drawn that book a call in with me. I say, what was it about whatever they saw? And they'll say, I don't know. It was just something about you. It was your energy. It was something I felt. And that is the best way to make a decision is when you feel something rather than being your in your head about a decision is when you trust your heart or your soul. And it's interesting that you say that because Simon Sinek talks about that in Start With Why and he talks about the science of it and the, the part of our brain that makes decision is the gut part of our brain and it's the one that doesn't have language. It doesn't have reason and rationale, uh, you know, and it's why people might say, I've got all the facts and figures there and that makes sense but it just doesn't feel right there was something something not quite right in that process for me to make that decision uh so it's interesting that you talk about that that gut response that that primal response have what about when people i don't know if you experience this with clients but when people have that fear of failure or they don't have the confidence because they're comparing themselves to other people and yet when they speak from their own truth and their own uniqueness and wisdom that that's where they really shine so 
for example, everybody could be a dietitian, but your own unique experiences gives you a certain flavor and slant and speciality in a particular area that no one else will have because they don't have that, your unique set of experiences. Do you find that people lack in confidence because they're not listening to that side of themselves? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the people pleasing is, is because that comparison is linked to people pleasing because it's like she's better than me at that or she has more more experience than me or, wow, look at how good she is at speaking. And so that's looking outside of ourselves rather than honouring our own unique flavour that we bring to whatever it is that we do. And so when we're people pleasing, we're always being conditioned by what other people are doing. And I say, stop looking at what everybody else is doing. Trust yourself. Trust that every single thing you've done up until this moment has led to you having your own unique story that other people are going to be able to to and own that because that is really what's going to make you um, unique and give you the point of difference in your business and it's not I guess it's not just business is it either Tracy it's when you go for a job um, a a new job and you might be comparing yourself to the other candidates or other people that you've seen doing that job but it's what you bring to that role with your unique set of experiences uh, so it can be oh, any, anything that you're going for, I guess. Yeah, I was just, I spent the weekend over in Port Lincoln and I was with a friend of mine who's done the Soul Pleaser program and she has attracted the best job she's ever had. And she said it was amazing because they'd interviewed so many people and I walked in and just got the job like that. And so it was energy. It was her belief in herself and they could feel something. And I bet the people who chose her couldn't put their finger on exactly why they chose her, but she didn't go in with self-doubt she wasn't all in her head trying to prove her worth she just knew that she was ready for bigger and better things and this felt right and so yeah it's it's just an easier way to do things really and it's interesting that you talk about that in in that context when for me getting into film school I tried I was so difficult to get in so competitive Um, and when I did get into film school I one of the jobs I had one time was supporting the people that were coming in for their interview and they would have 2,000 people and choose 15 and so it's really daunting and I can remember this young guy who was shaking and he had answers to potential questions written on his hand and I said to him just be yourself speak from your heart and and speak with passion and the advice I got in terms of getting into film school is let them know that you it's in your blood being a filmmaker is is um what you're just born you're destined to do and that you're going to make it whether you get into film school or not and that's the approach that I that I took like yep I'm a I'm a filmmaker and you know it's your (laughs) benefit to have me here without being too cocky of course but it yeah. was, I think that that was a big difference as in this is who I am and it's in my blood and I'm driven to do it. It's at the core of who I am. It's part of my soul and I'm destined to do this. And when you, when you, yeah. and it's got to align, it's got to be true. It's got to, yeah, it's got, got to be true. Yeah. It's yeah. not just what exactly. your mum or your dad has told you to say. It's got to feel that it's yeah. that, that it's there. And that's that's another big shift that we make when we move through the people pleaser to soul pleaser program is that people pleasers don't say what they mean because they're trying to keep the peace, avoid confrontation and make sure they don't hurt somebody else's feelings. So 
once you actually speak your truth, things fall into place and you surround yourself with the people that you really are on the same vibration as. Um, and the false premise behind that is the belief that you actually have some control over how other people feel. You know, the way people react to things are based on their own perception of what's happening. And so it's a slippery slope when we become responsible for other people's feelings. It's really important for us to know that the only feelings we can control are our own. Mm. And so we want to focus on those emotions and not think we're in charge of everybody else's. That's a really good distinction, that one, in terms of how we get tricked into to that thinking um, and that, that we're responsible for, it, for how other people feel. And I think, too, the other thing as well is that assertiveness is not necessarily about being aggressive or overly confident, but about being able to communicate in an in a emotionally intelligent or professional way your wants and needs that you have for yourself. And when you're really aligned with your soul, then it's easy to you have the right language. You're able to communicate that and feel really good and okay about it, too. Yeah, that's so true because a lot of the women work with they haven't told their truth to a particular person for a very long time and they're nervous about being able to say it. And I say, don't jump in too soon until you've got clarity yourself because once you are soul aligned, you won't be able to stop yourself from saying it. You know, if it feels like you're going to have to force it now, you're not ready. So there's no rush. If you haven't been honest for years, you know, don't jump in too soon and blurt it all out because what will usually happen when you do that is the other person will still have more confidence in their opinion because that's the dynamic you've had for a long time and you will just feel shut down and feel like you failed at getting your message across anyway. I think this is why the song from The Greatest Show on it, The Showman or whatever it is, This Is Me, you know, when you listen to those yeah. lyrics and when you see that performed, it is really speaking that truth. This is me and I'm not going to be shut down. I'm not going to be closeted. I'm just going to, I'm going to be true to who I am. And then, and people, that's why that song is so popular and people resonate with it so much. Yeah. Yeah, which means there are a lot of people that are not always being me and that's why they resonate with it because yeah. they're ready to break out and do that and we're seeing it in the new generation coming through like I just love listening to my 15 year old son talk because him and his friends are not afraid to be themselves and I think it's wonderful yeah but it's there's more obviously more and more support out there we need more people like you Tracy to be able to help us to to, to listen to our soul and and speak that truth so, Tracy, how can people get in contact with you if you're wanting to find out more about what you do and, and um, have a chat with you or connect and learn more about what it is that you're doing? So if you go to my website, it's my name, tracyseacom.com.au. I've got lots of free resources on the website. There's a free book that you can download. Um, there's a free masterclass that you can watch. Um, there's some meditations you can download. And I will be running a Calmness Code Challenge, a free seven-day Calmness Code Challenge on the 19th of April. Um, so just reach out to me if you're interested in learning more about that. Um, but that's seven days, about 30 minutes commitment per day, and I'll be personally coaching you if anyone's interested in feeling wow calmer. that sounds awesome that sounds like a great thing to do and it's not that far away like it's far enough away but not too far away people yeah can get you can have easter and then you can yeah nice make some time for it well, what i'll do yeah. is where 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 i'm sharing this this uh interview with you i'll put some links in as well for people 
as well right. to be able to connect with you. Um, I don't think we've had any questions that I can see on Facebook or Zoom. But of course, if anyone's got any questions afterwards, I'll be sure to tag you and, and get, get you to answer in the group or wherever this is posted. Thank you, Wonderful. Tracy. Thanks, Thanks for hanging out with me. I really enjoyed our time together again and look forward to catching up with you again in the future. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Barbara. Thank you for listening to the Busy Working Women podcast. If you want to know more, head over to Facebook and search for our group, Busy Working Women Owning Their Lives. Join over 3,000 women from all over the world taking control of their busy lives to feel less overwhelmed and more in control. If you want to connect with me personally, visit timetamer.com.au and access a whole bunch of free resources. I can't wait to connect with you. Remember, be kind to yourself and take time for yourself.